turtles enjoy the aquatic lifestyle of eating algae, river plants, and fish. But unlike those fish that are privileged with water-breathing gills, turtles must make trips to the surface to breathe. But one Australian turtle species with a punk rock style goes against the grain with its respiration. But to join this counter-cultural genre of gas exchange, it has to adopt the bizarre style of breathing. But sometimes an awkward adaptation is enough to give you an edge in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information, and I am Joe. And I'm confused. Are we welcomed back, or is this our first episode? It could be your first episode. It's could be whatever episode we're on, 97. It's certainly not my first episode, because I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a turtle that does what it wants because it's punk rock. But more on that later, or no? Are we just gonna talk, we're just gonna leave it at punk rock and and then let the let the listener decide what that means? I I don't have more on that, but you might have more on that. Maybe just a little bit. Alrighty, let's talk, let's get in. What 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 turtle is this? It it really is a punk rock turtle, but it's it's the Mary River turtle, which I guess Mary River could be the name of a punk rock band. It could be. There are no rules. They're punk rock. They did what they want. That's true, but. I don't know. Does that sound very anarchistic to you? Does Does Mary River want to take down the system? It could be. It sounds fun. It sounds fine to me. <laughs> I, I'll allow it. So we're talking about the Mary River turtle, uh, which is known to scientists as the green-haired turtle, which I'll talk about more later. Um, but we're going to call it the bombshell from down under. And... Uh, <laughs> also, Barry the not so scary Harry Derriere Mary River Turtle. That was first try. Quite a name. <laughs> so now that we're done talking about what we're going to call it here, which is Barry, obviously, um, let's let's talk about where it lies taxonomically. It's in a kingdom you know, love, and are in, and that kingdom is the one and only Kingdom Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class is Reptilla, not Reptilia. It's just Reptilla. The order, like all turtles, is Testudines, which we've been here once before. I think just for the loggerhead, correct? Uh, yes. Or not the loggerhead, the leatherback. Yeah, we we did. We've done another turtle, right? Or yeah, is this our second. The leatherback. You're right. No, I mean like we've done two other ones, haven't we? I don't think so. Interesting. Is there a second turtle? We're just we're. Blazing, lightly used trails here. Uh, the suborder is Pleurodira. 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 Many talks. <laughs> Pleurodira. Uh, the family is Chelidae. The genus is Elusur. Elusur. Okay. The species is Macrurus. Macrurus. Rurura. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the binomial nomenclature is Elusor Macrorus. But since we're... In- That's good nomenclature. Is it? It is. Yeah. It's kind of a mouthful. I'll take it. Uh, Macrorus isn't my favorite Latin word, though. It's probably... I have to say my favorite Latin word is probably Pink Floydy. <laughs> it's the most Latin of words. <laughs> uh, but since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for... Critter groups. The part of the show where I, Carlos, 
posed to you, Joe, a question. That question is the same every time, and that is, what is the name of a group of these animals? Now, usually the specific species doesn't have a collective noun, but uh, usually at least the order or family does. So let's talk about turtles. So, Joe, what is the collective noun for turtles? So if you saw a group of turtles out frolicking in a pond, would you say, hey, look at that, A, dole of turtles, B, tank of turtles, C, chink of turtles, or D, horde of turtles? Okay. Chink in, like, the armor? And tell me the other ones. It's A, dole, B, tank, C, chink, or D, horde. Chink doesn't sound like something you'd make up. It sounds like something you might reluctantly have to put in here because it's real. Give me them again. Dole, tank, chink, and horde. Dole is also strange because it's an animal we've done before. So that also seems like something you might not put in on purpose. Horde sounds crazy. A horde of turtles? What are they, barbarians? It sounds okay, though. (laughs) I'd be okay with it. Unless it was snapping turtles. But it's fine if it's Mary River Turtles. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to follow my instincts and go with Chink. You are incorrect. The answer was dull. I, Dang. Yeah. I was thinking of armor. Like it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that covered in armor. So you, That's what my first thought was too, armor. But yeah, it's a dull, D-O-L-E. Like you're distributing, like you're doling it out. Doling out some Mary River punishment. Speaking of the Mary River, that's where these guys live. That's all I got to say. Actually, they they only <laughs> live in the Mary River, really. It's it's a it's a smallish river in northeast Australia. They they are not distributed anywhere else because they're endangered. Which I'll get to more in the right. past facts. But let's talk about what this thing looks like. There's lots of turtles out there. What what could this possibly look like? Well, if let's well, you got you got the shell and the forearms and the head. So let's start there. It's a largish turtle, but the carapace is more streamlined. Uh, it's not like spiky or anything. It's 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 flatter. The coloring can be plain and drab, or vibrant and complicated, like Ben Stein or Miss Frizzle. <laughs> okay. Barry's shell and skin are often cream or pinkish, uh, though it's tough to tell because the shell is usually covered in algae or mud. It has a longer tail than most turtles, about two it's about uh, two thirds of the length of its carapace. So it's kind of got a long tail, and its uh, neck is also long. Though males have longer and thicker necks than females, it wears a dopey grin on its beak mouth thing, and it also has two large nostrils that open straight out like a double-barreled shotgun, ready to shoot boogers at you. Do turtles have boogers? I don't think so. They spend a lot of time underwater. <laughs> They might have, uh, they might, who could say? Scientists. Could. Probably. Uh, it also has, interestingly, two little antenna-like things called barbels that stick out from underneath its chin. It kind of looks like its head is on a tiny pair of stilts. And they uh, they serve as uh, sensory organs, allowing them to feel what's underneath them without having to look down there. And lastly, this is this is probably what, if you... If you know the Mary River Turtle, it's probably because you've looked up a picture of it. And if you haven't, as soon as you're able to, look up a picture of this thing. 
because it abandons the typical chrome dome of mortal turtles and dons the luscious locks of a Greek deity. <laughs> okay. You may be asking, what, a, a turtle with hair? Don't only mammals have hair and that one frog that has a carat in his mustache? You would be right. But there's a kind of algae that likes to attach itself to the turtle's shell and its head, and that algae grows pretty quickly and kind of looks a lot like hair. It kind of looks like it's in an Olay commercial. It also works as a kind of camouflage. It's kind of that's the idea is that it blends in with the the bottom of the river um, or some of the pl- water plants that are around so that it can catch bugs or avoid predators. But seriously, Barry is extremely photogenic. He also looks like a mad scientist with its crazy turtle eyes and poofy hair, like Doc Martin. I I was actually asking myself which Greek deity is. Has a green mohawk. Has luscious locks. That would be Hera. Okay. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, if you look up a picture of Hera, it's always long, luscious locks. Gotcha. And it's, it's maybe it's green. It, I, it can be, because she's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you be whatever color you you paint her to be. So it's actually uh, one of the largest turtles. In Australia. Large, huh? Did, did you know that? I did not, actually, because it seems small to me. It To to us Americans that have much bigger turtles uh, in and around our streams, yeah, it seems, it seems a little bit on the average side, but Australians would be wowed by this guy. Okay. Would you, would you like to talk about how large they get? Uh, sure, if you've got some extra time. And have happen to have that information written down on some sort of notes. Oh, I sure do. You could just tell us. That's you could. That's I will. Yeah. I will tell you all in the form of a quiz show. Welcome to Measure Up, leading candidate for the best part of the show. A title to be officially determined by you on December third on Twitter and Facebook. This is the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also the part of the show that's introduced by you whenever you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We have no new intros this week, so that means I get to play an animal sound and Carlos gets to guess what it is. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show may be determined by you on December 3rd. Know what that is? Um, sounds like some sounds like a bug, or just like two tree branches rubbing up against each other, tiny tree branches. Both good options. I'm gonna have to go with an animal though, seeing as how Kingdom Animalia is our favorite. I'm gonna go with a beetle, some sort of June bug or something like that. Oh, your your guess, final answer? Yes, yes, June bug, uh, beetle-ish thing. That is incorrect. It's a trap jaw ant. Oh, it's called stridulation. It's close with the with the uh, insect. Yeah, it's very. That's an insect sound. That was that was a good guess. Although if it had been some sort of fish, I wouldn't have been surprised either. Things things are crazy out there. Or yeah, or some sort of sea arthropod. Yeah, I could see that. Sea arthropod. (laughs) All right, let's get right back into measure up. Let's talk about carapace length. They are fifty centimeters to one point six feet. 
Does that seem like a large turtle to you? Nope, that seems seems pretty standard. I mean, we've got those... I guess it's kind of we've large. We've got those huge soft, soft-shelled soft turtles in South Florida. Yeah. That are like, and there's like three feet long. There's like the snapping turtles that are huge. But I guess it's big, bigger than your average box turtle. Um, how many Mary River turtles go into the width of the Torres Strait at its narrowest? I have no idea what the Torres Strait is. Well, here's a hint. The Torres Strait is a body of water that separates Australia from the island of New Guinea. It's where the Australian Aborigines were thought to have crossed by boat or a land bridge thousands of years ago. Well, I happen to be sitting right next to a, a map that is pinned to the wall. It doesn't look very far. I'm going to say it's a hundred. No, I'm going to say 80 miles. This is a foot and a half, mm-hmm. which means that I'd say about 2,000 of these, I'd say. Maybe 1,700 of them go into a, a mile, and I said 80 miles. All right, 136,000. Final answer? Yes, sir. And so there's 136,000 um, bury the Mary River turtle span Australia and uh, Papua New Guinea. The correct answer is 299,337. Oh, it's probably long. It's obviously longer than I thought it was. Your guess was close. It's 93 miles or 150 kilometers. Oh, then my math on my, on figuring out how many of them went into a mile was way off. Uh, that's what happens when you round and there's a lot of numbers. But such is the nature of the game. My my favorite game. Let's... Yeah. The most dangerous one. <laughs> Let's talk about weight. Um, they're 12 grams on average. I don't. That's a little less than a pound. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, how many turtles go into the weight of a Matin Tommy Emmanuel acoustic guitar? Matin is an Aust- Here's your hint, by the way. Matin is an Australian brand of guitars, and Tommy Emmanuel is a two-time Grammy-nominated Australian guitarist, best known for his complex fingerstyle and guitar percussion techniques. Hmm. How how heavy did you say the uh, that berry was? Twelve grams, which is sub pound weight. I'd say twelve. Is, is it is it an acoustic guitar you said? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna take scale that right on back and say three. Three is my final answer. Okay. The correct answer I have written down is six hundred and eighty turtles. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a lot less than a pound. It's about point zero two. So it's a lot less than a pound. How can how can a turtle be a foot and a half long and less than a pound? A foot and a half is the larger, is the largest. This is, I'm, we're talking average. And rep, reptiles can range a lot because they grow until they die. So a very old turtle may be way bigger than the average turtle. But not smarter than your average bear? No, definitely not. <laughs> wow, so these things are, so you gave me the, we, we found out the length of the of the largest specimen possible, the the weight is a lot smaller. The guitar seems he- kind of heavy, twelve pounds. That's a or no eighteen pounds, eighteen pounds. I guess that's pretty standard for an acoustic. No, that seems really heavy for an acoustic guitar. That's that sounds like a bass. It could have um, 
could have electric uh, electrical components inside, and it might be special classical style because he was a he used he was he used finger picking. I don't know. Those nylon strings are usually a little bit on the lighter side. They are lighter, but the guitar neck is thicker. True. True. Wow, that threw me for a serious loop. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any fast facts? Yes, I do. Okay, let's hear them. So it takes about 25 to 30 years for Barry to reach sexual maturity. Turtles and tortoises tend to live for a long time, but this is excessive. So, uh, you know, humans reach sexual maturity long before these these turtles do. So that might have something to do with the fact that they are uh, endangered. So not a whole lot is known about these guys in the wild because they're endangered. But they used to be popular pets in Australia during the 60s and 70s. Uh, but there are conservation efforts in effect. Um, but right now, like I said, they only live in the in the Mary River. Uh, they're some of the fastest turtles in Australia, as well as some of the largest, uh, when swimming. So, uh, and, that, and that has something to do with the fact that their their heads are smaller, um, and their uh, and their shells are more streamlined. Also, males are pretty aggressive towards one another, and are territorial, and they like to live alone. And that's all I got. Those are my fast facts. Okay. You got a, do you got a major yeah, one? Yeah, from, from what I heard, it's not looking good in terms of conservation. But here's to hoping. He's too fabulous. <laughs> yeah, everyone's out to get him. He's too fa- fabulous. And by get him, I mean, like, own him as a pet. <laughs> that, 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 I did see, like, some, peop- some, of, some of the reasons they are going ex- extinct in the wild is because people snatched him up as pets. Most of the pictures that I saw with a you know luscious locks uh, was of one turtle. It seems like for the most part they don't have a perfect crop of hair on their head. No, the mostly they have uh, uh, the algae growing along their whole back yeah. and head, or not at all. But let's get into some major facts. So uh, a lot of people mistakenly think that turtles are amphibians, which they, do? they are not. As per uh, yeah. It was a joke in the movie Over the Hedge. Everyone kept calling the main turtle character uh, an amphibian, and he kept having to correct correct them. Bruce Willis got it wrong? Yes. As per the taxonomy we mentioned before, they're not amphibians, they're reptiles. Uh, but even though they are reptiles, and that reptiles aren't amphibious, they can, I mean, they aren't amph- amphibians, yes. they can be amphibious. These particular ones especially. So, Mary River turtles are one of the few turtles that can engage in what's called bimodal respiration, which is the ability to exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide from the air and the water. Huh. So, do your does your average frog do this? Not all the time. Just even though they're amphibians, they exchange gills for lungs as they grow. Bimodal respiration means you can do either or at the same time. At the same time, that's crazy. Well, I meaning meaning like you can go underwater and breathe, or you can go to the surface and breathe with lungs. Oh, okay. But if they're half and half, things get complicated. I'm not really sure. Maybe not. Fish, frogs, and some arthropods also use bimodal breathing. Spiders, some spiders do this. Fish do this. Like your your average lungfish does this. Remember we talked about lungfish, and they can gulp air and get some oxygen. The snakehead. Scaring the bejeebers out of me in my lake. <laughs> yep. Most animals use this technique to facilitate an amphibious lifestyle, but fish do it because they might live in low oxygen waters. 
mm-hmm. like the snakehead, which we talked about. But bimodal breathing is often achieved through cutaneous respiration, which means it's it's breathing through the skin. So the your blood is being oxygenated through your skin. So kind of like how frogs can drink through their skin. Well, yeah, well, frogs. Some frogs have large skin folds at, to increase surface area because they do this. They breathe through their skin. However, the Mary River turtle doesn't use just any skin to breathe. They particularly use the skin in and around their cloacas to take in oxygen and release carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Oh my. That's right. They can breathe through their butts. The uh, the, the Alaskan collared pika is so jealous right now. Because <laughs> wait, we we promised the collared pika that we would talk about other animals. And here here we are. Here like we are. Sixty episodes later, talking about an animal that breathes through its bum. Yeah, that's rude. So proud Mary lives in well oxygenated streams, which allows them to get oxygen from the water. Um. They open and close their cloacas to pass water over the skin to collect oxygen, uh, sort of like how f- fish gills open and close to pass water through and how sharks have to keep moving because their gills don't do that. Mm-hmm. Inside the cloaca, it's lined with a gill-like structure to help get the, the most oxygen out of the water. So this allows them to remain underwater for longer periods of time and prevents them from needing to take frequent tri- trips to the surface to breathe with their lungs, which they can do. Uh, but a hatchling was once recorded remaining submerged for two and a half days without needing to take a breath of air. Wow. I mean, I guess they could do it indefinitely if they wanted to. Maybe. Maybe it's it might be easier for a hatchling to oxygenate themselves through this method, just because you need less. It is gross. It's very gross. Why don't all turtles do this? It seems very advantageous. I don't know. Well, maybe some of them don't live in oxygen-rich waters. I would imagine if the water is even a little bit... Less oxygen-rich. Hypoxic. I wonder if that's how that, that word is correct. That sounds um, right. Uh, I know hy- hypoxia is a symptom or like a a problem that you can have, which means you can't have oxygen. Or you, or you don't have enough yeah, oxygen. Yeah, you don't have enough. Two and a half days. It's kind of a long time for a lung, a respectable lung-having animal. Lug- Lung heaven. <laughs> yeah. Lung breather. So that's all you got? That's all I got. That is the Mary, the Barry, the not so scary, hairy, dairy, airy, Mary River turtle. <laughs> in case you missed that. <laughs> so, for you out there in Podcastia, comb your algae dew, take the plunge, and keep your tush underwater if that's how you breathe. Like Barry, the Mary River turtle here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey LDT listeners, it's election time. The time of the year where you get to let your voice be heard through the power of voting. You get a say on the issues that really matter. Like the part of your most beloved animal podcast that's considered the listener's favorite part of the show. On December 3rd, polls will open on Facebook and Twitter where you can find us under the name LD Taxonomy. Vote for Measure Up, or Critter Groups, and if you want, leave us a comment explaining your choice. Thanks for listening and engaging in the democratic process.
Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> Alrighty. We done it. Now I gotta edit it.